Corporate Unplugged opens the door to a world of people transforming business. They share their dreams, their experiences, and what they would never give up. I'm uh, so glad to have Simon Sinek here with me from uh, New York. Welcome to my podcast, Simon. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are really such a, a well-known, a visionary and thinker in the global business community. And of course, you're very well known for the Start With The Why movement. But here's just a short intro for my audience, just in case. Imagine a world in which the vast majority of us wake up inspired, feel safe at work and return home fulfilled at the end of the day. Simon and his team, they commit to finding and building the leaders who will work to make this vision a reality. And this is actually something that I, I truly support. And I've been working on this, let's say, agenda for a long time myself. So I'm really super honored to meet with you. It has been one of my uh, my small kind of dreams, actually, in my life to meet with you because I wanted to say personally, personally, really, thank you because you're doing such a great job and your team, absolutely so as well. And I'm trying thank myself you. to share as much as possible of your thoughts and of your you know, inspiration for action because without action, we're not doing anything, right? Thank you. Um, uh, you, you are very soon launching this infinite game, the book, mm -hmm. right? And I get the feeling that that book will be as forceful as uh, the Y movement has been. So it's like the next big engine in this big work of yours, uh, like a force, actually. Is it possible for you to just quickly tell us about what is the main, uh, the main ideas that people read about and learn about from that book? Yeah. So we operate in a world and we do many things in which there is no finish line. There's no such thing as winning in marriage, right? There's no such yeah. thing as winning in friendship. Um, and there's definitely no such thing as winning business. And yet, if we listen to the language of too many leaders, they talk about being number one, being the first, and beating their competition. But there's no such thing. No. Based on what agreed upon metrics, based upon what agreed upon timeframes. Mm. So the problem is, is if we're playing with a finite mindset, we're playing to win, in a game in which there's no such thing as winning, yeah. there's a few very predictable and consistent outcomes. Decline of trust, decline of cooperation, and decline of innovation. Mm. And I would argue that too many of us are playing with a finite mindset in the infinite game of business. Mm. And so we have to adjust our mindset to play for the game in which we're actually playing. Mm. And so I wrote this book to offer some uh, guidance as to how we adjust to that infinite mindset. Mm. So there is a like a concrete way of reaching that, or is it more of a mindset? No, there's very specific steps we have to okay. take. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, we have to have mm -hmm. a just cause. We have to have trusting teams. We have to have a worthy rival, yeah. existential flexibility, and the courage to lead. These things are yeah. necessary. If we can master those things, mm -hmm. then we will have adopted the infinite mm -hmm. mindset. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in this year, you mentioned rivalry, and that's not competition, that's not a thing, of Correct. course. But how do you define this rivalry, and how do we understand more? So a competitor is someone in a game, in a competition, that we aim to beat, mm. right? But in, in an infinite game, we don't have competitors, we have rivals. We have worthy rivals, rivals that are worthy of comparison. Other players yeah. who are better than us at what we do or better than us at things we hope to do. And so their strengths reveal to us our own weaknesses. Mm. And very often when there are other companies, whether they're in our industry or not, or yeah. other individuals, mm. whether we work with them or not, sometimes when they do well, we get angry. Mm. Well, that is proof that we have a, we're thinking of them as competition mm. rather than worthy rivals. When we have an infinite mindset, we're grateful 
to the people who are better than us. Because as I said, their strengths reveal to us our weaknesses yeah. and show us where we can work to improve. And what about trust? That's uh, what we all want. Trust is core in, in an, to play in the infinite game. We have to have trusting teams because in a trusting team, people admit mistakes, they ask for help, they point out gaps in their training. Yeah. And so they ask to be made stronger, mm. better, grow. If we do not have trusting teams, mm. people come to work every day lying, hiding, and faking, hiding mistakes, pretending that they know everything. Mm. Well, that's not going to last for long. Eventually, cracks will mm. form and, uh, and things will break. And here at the Nordic Business Forum, where we are now, um, you're going to talk to some 1,300 leaders. What is the main absolutely most important thing for you that they get before leaving the room? I want to challenge their existing assumptions of how the world works and how business works. Mm. Just because something is normal mm. or universally accepted doesn't mean it's, it's right. It's, at, exactly. one, at one point, people, everybody thought the world was flat until we found out it wasn't. Yeah. So I think this idea of this finite game that we're all playing in business, it's a little bit of a world is flat moment. Just because we all believe it doesn't mean it's right. There's a lot of companies uh, that I'm in touch with and work with, and they're all into you know the purpose. Everybody wants to be entrepreneurial in their way of being, and mm. you know act as a startup and all that. Has almost become like a religion. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's very much also superficial. Right. Uh, I see plenty of that. Yeah. And and how do we get more to the core so that people or companies actually act from you know a deeper place or act from a sincere, let's say, a genuine place uh, that they really really want to you know, use themselves as an instrument for change or an instrument for a solu solution. Well, you said it. They have to want to. Yeah. Right? Uh, my friend George Flynn says, uh, mm. you know, the first criteria to being a leader is you have to want to be one. Yeah. You know, the first criteria to being honest is you have to want to tell the truth. The first criteria to being authentic is you have to actually yeah. want to say and do the things that you actually believe. The first criteria to having purpose is you actually have to believe in your purpose. Too often it's just yeah. marketing. We put it on our website because, you know, every company needs to have one, but we don't actually use it yeah. to make decisions. Yeah. If you put it on your website and then you never look at it again yeah. and you make your decisions based strictly on numbers and you never refer to it as for guidance, then it's bullshit. Sure. I mean, it's what it is. Right? We, we I mean, don't need more of that, right? <laughs> I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. It's exactly. just it's just marketing. It's yeah. just marketing. It's appeasement. Yeah. And can I ask you what what are the, like at least one a transformational point in your life that have influenced you the most? I've had a few. Obviously, years ago when I discovered this concept of why sure. was a huge uh, inflection yeah. for me, a huge inflection point. Mm. It profoundly changed the way I view myself, yeah. the way I view my purpose in life, yeah. and it profoundly changed my career path. Mm. Each of my books, quite frankly, you know, I don't write books because I want to. I'm writing, my, my work is all semi-autobiographical. It's my journey. Yeah. And each of my books reflects a major stage in my journey. So Leaders Eat Last came at a point where I was struggling with trust. Mm. I didn't know who to trust or how to trust. Mm. And it was never supposed to be a book. I just set out to try and understand trust. Yeah. It eventually became Leaders Eat Last. Mm. And this new book, The Infinite Game, is the same thing. I'm an idealist. And everybody accuses me of being naive or stupid. And they tell me I don't understand how business works. And it's very hard to be an idealist in a world where everybody tells me that I'm naive. And so there's a point at which you start thinking, is it me or is it them? Exactly. You know, because too many of us think it's us because everybody's telling us it's you. You don't understand. You know, I was just foolish enough or naive enough, I guess. I guess they were right yeah. to think, well, maybe it's not me. 
maybe I'm onto something and they're the ones that are naive and don't understand how the world works. And so when I discovered this idea of finite and infinite games written by James Carsey in 1986, it shook me. I was like, oh my God, they don't know the game they're in. They're playing by the wrong rules. They're playing for the wrong game. Oh my goodness, this is fantastic. Mm. They got one thing right. I was naive enough to believe that maybe the majority is wrong. And there are many, many people who think the way I think. And here's the joke. I don't think it's the majority that's wrong. I actually think it's the minority. I think most of us have a sense that yeah. the companies we work for, the way the economy yeah. works, the way business works, it doesn't quite feel right. It's mm. kind of uncomfortable, but we think we're the dumb ones and we think mm. we're the naive ones and the ones who have made all the money that maybe they know something because they're rich and they're the CEOs of the companies. Mm. So I actually think my work represents the feelings of the majority. Yeah. And I think it's actually the minority that have been trying to tell us that we have it wrong, that are the wrong ones. Mm. And we see that there's this huge spike in anti-capitalist sentiment around the world. And I think that it's not capitalism that's the problem. It's the form of capitalism that we have. We have a finite form of capitalism now that is actually very destructive. And what they're rebelling against is not all capitalism. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Capitalism is a great idea when it puts people first. Capitalism is a great idea when we prioritize employees and customers before shareholders. It works brilliantly. It's worked for over 200 years. It is the theories of capitalism that helped the United States from its very inception become um, such a huge economy in the world, but not the form we have today, not the form we have today. Yeah. It is absolutely broken. Mm. It's a bastardized capitalism. And what do you say to short-term thinking leaders and they, with the excuse that, come on, I'm a, you know, the stock exchange is the one you know, deciding my behavior, so I just have to go for short-term agendas. What do you say to them? Yeah, I mean, if that were the way we did anything, then think about how we would raise our children. I mean, think about how we would make decisions to eat. Well, sugar tastes so nice and yummy. I mean, of course I suggest eat sugar. It's just so much better and gives me all that energy. Yeah, unfortunately, you have to eat vegetables. You know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of gambling now and then, mm. but would you really want to live your whole life based on gambling, which is what the stock market sure. is in the short term? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the long term, it's perfectly stable, but in the, in the short term, it's, it's just a game. Mm. And if you would assume that you have every door on this planet open to you and all the reasons you can imagine, is it like anything you would immediately go and innovate or change uh, more apart from what you're already doing, of course? There is. I would change the way companies... Too many companies incentivize people based on short-term results. Mm. I would change the way we hire people, that we hire for values before skills. Mm. I would fire every single CEO that thinks growth is most important before customers or people. Mm. And uh, I would try to undo everything that Milton Friedman and Jack Welch ever did. Mm. Jack Welch, the former CEO of General Electric, that really became the poster child for finite short-term thinking. Mm. And though he made GE a very successful company in the short term, mm. that company needed a $300 billion dollar bailout in 2008 because it wasn't strong enough to survive without it. Mm. I would call that finite. Mm. So uh, I want to see all of their thinking go away. Mm. And to give uh, an advice to yourself 15 years or so ago, what would that be? Uh, you don't have to know all the answers. And if you don't, you don't have to pretend that you do. I wish I had learned a lot younger to ask for help. Is there one common denominator for all companies now? Like the one important thing that everybody should work on? Courage. This stuff is hard. Going against 
the system, bucking the status quo, yeah. maintaining an infinite mindset in a world that tells us, that puts unbelievable pressure on us to focus on the yeah. short term and the finite. That's really, really, really hard. And we cannot do it alone. It's going to take mm. a group of people who care about us because mm. when we doubt ourselves, we mm. need people by our left and by our right who say to us, go, mm. we got you, we're with you. Yeah. So uh, I think courage is the thing. And what can I and other people who are listening to this, what can we do? Stand together, help each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Start talking out loud about how, how maybe the current system, there's a better way. Mm. You know, that maybe we should start practicing that better way. Mm. And like I said, finding the people who believe what we believe and working only with those people. And a big final question. Uh, what do you think the world needs most at this time? A little more love. A little more connection. Yeah. We're connected, but we're not connecting. We're not connected. The quality of human relationships is suffering. Loneliness is up. Anxiety is up. Depression is up. Yeah. Accidental drug overdoses is up. We're lonely and too many of us are in pain. Mm. And uh, I think we have to help each other. And I don't mean like people not reaching out to me or somebody else, like each other, the people whose faces we know, whose names we know, our real friends. Mm. We have to help our colleagues and our coworkers. We need to, to take care of each other and take care of others. And I have a son who's 18, Marco. That generation, is there any particular advice that you would... Same advice. Yeah. Take care of each other. Care. And the way you're going to take care of each other is sometimes putting down the phone so that somebody feels that you're listening. They feel that you're there. You know, there's this whole movement. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same here, but in the United States about being present. Yeah. You know, I take yoga so I can be present. I meditate. I practice mindfulness so I can be present. You don't get to decide when you're present. Yeah. You're present when somebody else says you are. Sure. When somebody says, thank you, I feel heard. Yeah. When somebody says, thank you, I feel like you see me. Yeah. When somebody says, thank you for being there for me, then mm. you are present. And yes, mindfulness and meditation and yoga mm. will all help you achieve that but it's not for you mm. it's an act of service mm. being present is an act of service and yeah. i think it's become a selfish endeavor yeah. again we have to take care of each other mm. okay how was it to be on the podcast lovely thank you very thank much you. you ask great questions thanks thank you thanks simon cynic thanks for sharing so you will find all links and show notes on corporateunplugged.com slash podcast remember to subscribe to the podcast on itunes spotify and acast and share this episode with all your network and friends for impact share it with the people you know who benefit from hearing this thanks for listening and until next time live with purpose and remember to unplug ciao